Three, two, one. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Hello Haymarket. Uh, for today's episode, we're going to be talking about house hacking, which is an investor strategy, but it's also very appropriate for people who are just trying to eliminate their own uh, household expenses, right? See if they can live for free. So definitely a super cool topic. And I have today with me an expert on house hacking, someone who's actually been helping a lot of people in Northern Virginia with this strategy, uh, Mike. So Mike, you want to take a second to introduce yourself to folks? Yeah, my name is Mike Weber. I'm an agent in Northern Virginia. Um, I work with a lot of investors. Uh, I come from an investment background. I, I invest. I was on. You know, I purchased rentals before I ever became an agent, and that uh, that was really what was appealing to me about real estate was the investing aspect. So yeah, I help a lot of people house hack. It's probably the best way to start, in my opinion. Yeah, especially when you live in Northern Virginia where housing <laughs> expenses are just ridiculous yeah. compared to most places in yeah, the country. Absolutely. So Mike, let's start with the beginning of uh, ex explaining the vocabulary. Like what is house hacking? Yeah, so when I say house hacking, I'm talking about um, renting out an area of your house. Uh, depending on you know how extreme you wanna go with it, um, it could mean a lot of different things. But like basically it's just renting out an area of the home that you live in. Um, a separate basement is very common. That's the most common. Um, the most extreme I've seen, um, you know, people with three bedroom houses will put bunk beds in and, and rent them out month to month, you know, by the bed, 20 beds to, <laughs> to uh, you know, flight attendants, things like that, like that exists as well. And, and we should say as a caveat here that you always do need to check the codes uh, for your, your local areas because rules do vary on what you can and cannot do from one uh, locality to the next. So make sure that you are speaking with a professional for your area, right? Absolutely. All right. Yes. So why? Why house hack? What's the appeal? Well, I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier. Northern Virginia is very expensive. It's an expensive place to live. Um, people want to offset their housing costs, you know, for many different reasons. It could be they want to start, you know, saving more money so they can get into real estate investing, do the next thing. Some people, they just take the, the income from the, the house hack and they put it towards the mortgage and pay it off quicker because, you know, they feel more comfortable with that. Um, it's really just about using your primary residence as a means to bring in extra income. Yeah, yeah, which is which is so important, right? When we talk about trying to achieve some financial independence, one of the conversations I know I have with people frequently is their savings rate. Like, if you're making four thousand, but you're spending four thousand, you're not going anywhere. You're treading water your whole life. So, finding a way to increase your savings rate so you can make progress on your finances is critical. And the easiest target to attack is the elephant in the room, which is whatever your biggest expense is. And for most Americans, the biggest expense is housing. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can take that largest expense and flip it into a profit generating a generator, uh, that, that, that explains, at least for me, why I have so many conversations every week with people who are interested in house hacking. Uh, so Mike, when you first talk to someone about house hacking, what are the sorts of constraints or questions that you might want to investigate with that person to find out uh, if it's a good strategy for them? A big part that people don't always seem to think about until they've already rented out their home is how comfortable are you with somebody living in your house? Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> as simple as that sounds, it's 
critical to think about before you make this decision. Um, and how comfortable are you? Um, a lot of people will rent out by the room. You know, they live in the master or another room and they rent out their rooms with, now they're sharing their kitchen. Some people aren't okay with that. Um, others like a completely separate, you know, uh, a door that locks on both sides that goes down to the basement, separate entrance. They don't see the tenant, you know, and they might have a kitchenette down there, a washer dryer down there, anything they need, complete mm -hmm. separation. So, you know, how comfortable are you with interaction with that tenant yeah. you know do you have kids do you have a big family you know or are you just like a, a single person that you know you can yeah. you can you can live that lifestyle where you're on top so i'm hearing uh if you're super comfortable with it if it works for your lifestyle you could rent by the room and have a lot of interaction with your tenants i'm hearing there's another step over from that where maybe they're renting out their own suite such as like a basement where you can have very limited interaction they're kind of on the same premises on the same lot yeah yeah, absolutely. but you know, there's a locked door between you and them, and you never have to interact uh, for the most part. Uh, is there a step beyond that? Um, yeah, absolutely. There, you know, in Northern Virginia, they're hard to find. But if you could get a duplex, a triplex, and it's not like they don't exist. You know, in mm -hmm. Winchester, there's some. There's very expensive ones in Arlington that can be found, mm -hmm. and and you can have a multi-unit home, four units or less. You can still buy it as a residential property and rent out those other units, and then. I mean, they're truly separate. Yeah. So go into that a little bit deeper for our listeners who have never heard of a multifamily home before. Yeah. Multifamily homes, uh, duplex, triplex, uh, you know, fourplex are typically what people are talking about. Um, anything more than four units, you're you're talking about getting a commercial loan. It's, it's a different product. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's basically two homes attached. Um, they have, you know, separate addresses, um, you know, unit A, unit B, or, or unit A, B, C, if it's a triplex. And, and yeah, it, you have your own house. Think, of, think almost like a townhome, um, but you own the whole, like, row of four. Yeah. You know, it would be like a that fourplex. Would be really cool. <laughs> it would be amazing if uh, we had more of them in, in our area. In I our would area. love it. Exactly. Yeah. So keeping it local to us then for a second, mm -hmm. you mentioned that it's hard to find in most Northern Virginia, but there are some if you're willing to go to certain locations, yeah. which I think brings up the second major constraint, which is commute. Where are you willing to look? Right. So talk for us a little bit about um, the kinds of questions you might ask someone uh, with, with that. Yeah, I, I always try to make sure that people are OK with where they're living because it's not your typical investment property. You know, I work with a lot of investors that it's they're buying it strictly about the numbers. You know, they don't care as much where it is like it, hopefully an area that appreciates. But here you're talking about you're, you want to live there, too. You know, mm. so I always tell people start with where are you comfortable living? the type of home you're comfortable living in. Um, treat it like a regular, you're going to buy your primary, and then we'll look at the, the numbers afterwards. Does this work? You know, is, is this, are, are the numbers where you want them to be um, in this specific you know, yeah. prop? Yeah, because one of the things I notice about a lot of the people who come to me interested in house hacking is they have these ideas in their head, but they need someone to help them navigate and make it concrete mm -hmm. for them, right? So asking the, the commute question is important because some people, they have the capacity to work from home. So for them, it's no big deal to relocate from say Fairfax to somewhere that actually has a multifamily residence like Winchester, mm -hmm. right? That would not be a problem for them. 
but then there's another clarifying question you can ask, such as, well, is it important that you stay in the same school system, right? Do you already have an established family, kids, who, you know, pulling them out of the school might be uh, a difficult thing for you, in which case then you might lean more into, well, let's find a house that's got space that we can make a separate rentable unit, like a basement, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and, and that's primarily what I'm doing, um, you know, with my clients because they're mostly interested in the Northern Virginia area. Winchester's a bit far for them. Um, so, you know, if you're gonna be in Loudoun, Fairfax, or Prince William County, the likelihood of you finding a duplex or a triplex or like one of those multifamily type assets, mm -hmm. it's tough. So what people usually do is kind of convert their home into mm -hmm. a duplex in a sense, you yeah. know, by keeping, you know, the bottom unit, uh, uh, turning it into an individual apartment-like Right, unit. right, yeah. or it has like its own bathroom, it's got its own access to, to kitchen, mm -hmm. things like that, yeah. Moving on to the next major uh, attraction to why house hacking can be such an, uh, an attractive form for a first-time investor is the lending side of things, right? Uh, in your in, in your experience, what's the and, and granted we're not lenders, so always check with the lender. And we have some good recommendations for you if you're interested. You know, drop us a comment. We'll point you in the right direction. But what is the benefit of house hacking uh, as it relates to lending? You can get a residential loan. I mean, that's it. Um, I've I've had three in the last couple of months, and you know they're they're coming to the closing table with very little cash. Um, you know, getting credits most of the time recently because the market shifted a bit. Mm -hmm. And um, with a, re you know, my first uh, rental that I bought, I had to put 20% mm -hmm. down because that's how much, you know, that's investments, that's how it goes. If, if you're not living in the home, they're, they're gonna want more money down, yeah. more money to close, if, and the interest rate's higher as yeah. well. You know, it's about a percent higher. So, yeah. you know, being able to use a residential loan and put, you know, three and a half percent down, five percent down, whatever the you know. I've I had I have a guy right now. He's uh, getting a VA loan, zero percent down, and they're going to house hack. You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that is a huge part of the attraction, right? Huge. I mean, if you're doing this because you're stuck at that four thousand dollars in, four thousand dollars out life, paycheck to paycheck, and you're not making progress, then coming up with 20, 30, 50 grand out of the pocket is hard to do. Absolutely. But if you are able to take advantage of these residential loans and take that obstacle out of your way, and now suddenly you're in a situation where maybe you are paying $2,000 a month on your mortgage, but you're getting that offset by a thousand bucks a month renting out your basement, mm -hmm. that can make a huge difference where now you're making $1,000 a month progress on your net worth every Every month. Absolutely. I have a client. Um, we just closed two weeks ago. His mortgage is thirty one hundred. He's already rented it out, nineteen fifty a month. You know, he's it, it's it's almost a half million dollar house that he's paying a little yeah. over a thousand bucks a month for. Yeah, it's it's one of the um, low hanging fruit opportunities the to easy get one. you started, right? Because you you need to get started. And getting started is always the hardest, right? Whenever yes. I talk to uh, the the people in my life who I look up to as like my rich mentors, uh, they always say the first hundred thousand is the hardest. Absolutely, <laughs> right? yeah. the second hundred thousand comes a lot easier mm -hmm. than the first one did, and so this is a way of kind of uh, making that that uh, that climb less steep. <laughs> yeah, it's a springboard, and it it is one of the few investment vehicles in real estate that truly you don't have to bring a lot of money to the table. Um, 
it doesn't you don't have to get super creative with it it's simple it's like you know it's just buying a house like you know yeah. a primary residence and then you just rent out a portion of it yeah that, that's another thing too when i have conversations with people who are would-be investors um they have shiny object syndrome. I'm gonna fix and flip. I'm gonna burr. I'm mm. gonna I'm gonna do all these different things. And it's like, well, you don't. You haven't even bought a house yet. Right. You, you haven't even gotten. A, and that's another thing. People who want to get an investment property, a lot of the times they won't give you the investment loan unless you've at least held any mortgage, sometime yeah. in your life. The standards to get an investment loan are they're higher. I mean, it's it's as simple as that it's way easier to get a loan for a home that's going to be your primary residence because it seems like a safer bet for the bank because you know people you're don't want to get kicked game, out right, you're, right. You're, people you're don't want to get there. kicked out of their home yeah. yeah so then let's actually talk about what differentiates this from a typical investment right because when you are renting out the home the whole home as a typical investment property there's all kinds of laws mm -hmm. that apply to that situation how mm -hmm. how is that the same or different when you're house hacking well Largely speaking, they don't apply to you when you're house hacking, you know, in terms of like landlord laws. Obviously, you have to keep it, um, you know, everything in working condition. You, you know, you can't become a slumlord, things like that. But um, in terms of being able to select your tenants, you have complete freedom because you're living in the house. Um, you know, if you're a, a, a young lady and you don't want to rent out a room to me, you don't have to, you know, whereas, you know, if I apply for your rental, you can't say, no, I don't want you in my house. How come? Well, you, I think you're creepy or something. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't yeah, there's, work. There's laws that prevent <laughs> yeah. that kind of discrimination. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, again, not lawyers here, but we are in this industry and we see what happens day to day. We understand what rules we need to follow. And one of the rules is uh, fair housing laws. You can't discriminate based upon gender or anything like that. But Or having kids. Right. Pets. You know what I mean? In, some, in certain cases, if, you know, they're an emotional support animal, things like that, like mm -hmm. in certain cases, even that. But when it's your home, you can like you, you can say, I don't want to yeah. look. I, and I have a two year old, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah, I, look at my basement. It's destroyed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's if you want, yeah. you know, if you don't want a toddler in your house, you, you can just say no. Right. Um, and I've, I've been asked that before. So it, it's important to bring up like you have complete control over who you rent out your basement right. to. And the reason why we bring this up is because if if you are on the side of the spectrum of this where you're considering renting out room by room in your primary home here, mm -hmm. one of the major objections that I've heard people say is, well, I've just I, I'm not comfortable that you know, I can't turn people away. As soon as I offer it for rent, what if someone comes in who I don't feel comfortable with, mm -hmm. right? And then I have to accept them because of these these rules. Yes. And it's like, well, that's that's why these rules are different in this case. When when it's your home and your your space, you you get the the last word on who who's allowed to rent the room next door to you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, like um, uh, one of our coworkers, like Matt. Mm -hmm. He's he, he said that he does an interview every time, and I love that. And I pass that on to people. I say because people say, "Oh, what if they're qualified um, applicants?" And you know, they're not. You know, I meet them, and I you know I don't like them. Or then you say no. It do, you know it doesn't matter just because they're qualified. You can turn people away for any reason. So if you're not comfortable with somebody. You can, if you get a bad vibe about them, you know, just yeah. anything. It, so I get that a lot too. Like, what if they're qualified, but I don't yeah. feel comfortable with them living in my house? You can just say no, you know, yeah. which is, it's a 
it's a big plus and it is something that should be kept in mind when you're yeah. thinking about house hacking. And I, I'll just throw that in as another caveat. Again, we work here in Northern Virginia, always double check your local laws. Yeah, okay. even it, yeah, HOAs, like everything, like local ordinances, state laws, everything. Definitely yeah. check. Yeah. Yeah, and check. if you don't want to do the checking yourself, get a professional to do it for you. It's probably better to do it that way anyhow, because you reading all the legalese, unless you're a lawyer, probably not the best course. Absolutely. So Mike, how does this help people get started on their investing career? How can this be a good touch off point for them to then move on and graduate to other levels of investing. Yeah, I think there's a couple of good points here. One, we already spoke about you're getting ahead of the game finally. You know, you can the money that they're bringing in, you can save it, put it to the side, use that as the the down payment for your next one. Um yep. Mm -hmm. uh, what a lot of people do is is they'll they'll purchase another primary residence and house hack that one and keep their previous one rented. So now they have their second, you know, they have their first yeah. rental, which was they bought with a primary residence loan, and and then they just continue to do that. They never, they not, you know, they'll have five, six, seven properties, and they've never, they've never used a, a, an investment loan, you know, over time. Um, being able to save the money is a big one, and also being, you 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 dip your toes in the water of what being a landlord is like. You know, yeah. it's 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 not quite like. It's not quite the same as if you're not there. People are typically better behaved knowing that the landlord's living in the home with them. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, but it, it is it is good practice. You know, it is good practice. Sometimes you might have to have a tough conversation. Yeah, that it's it's all worthwhile. Would you agree that one way of characterizing it is that the, a main, one of the main reasons people don't uh, succeed is because they never get started. Absolutely. And this is such an easy way to, as you said, dip your toes in the water and learn things gradually instead mm -hmm. of having to learn everything at once. It, it, in fact, people who have never even owned a home before, they could start by just buying the house and then get used to what home ownership is like for a few months and then rent out the basement. Absolutely. That way they can very gradually get used to how all this works, mm -hmm. right? There, there's the opportunity there for them to actually begin because you don't have to be great to get started but you have to get started to be great <laughs> yeah yeah for sure absolutely um that's as silly as it sounds like the number one thing that stops people from succeeding in real estate investing is just never getting started and yeah. that includes people who have read every book under the sun um they've yeah, gone the to boot camps absolutely <laughs> I, I see it all the time and they've never and they've never bought anything you know and it's like if you're not if whatever's holding you back that you don't feel comfortable with maybe just start with renting out an area of your house it, it's such an easy way to get started yeah absolutely all right well mike how can people get in touch with you um you can contact me on facebook instagram um, mike weber um yeah, I, I work mostly Fairfax, Loudoun, Prince William, Arlington, Alexandria areas. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm into anything, real estate, investing, buy, sell, um, I'm all about yeah, it. Yeah, all about it. Yeah, he, he's a great guy. He's more than happy to talk to people. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's the other thing too, is like I, I talk to people all the time. Like I said, I was, invest, I was an investor before I, was an agent, so I just like talking, investing. Like, people, yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> have, have a beer with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, like, I, yeah, I have. I'm always down to talk investing. You know, come okay. to Grid. Yeah, come to Grid. Yeah. You want to do a quick shout out for Grid? Yeah, every Tuesday, the first Tuesday of the month, every month we are here at our office in Reston, one one seven 
110 Plaza America Drive, we'll, Suite we'll throw 710. Yeah, <laughs> great. Come out to great. It's, you know, DM me for info. It's the best place to start, in my opinion. Get yourself around the kinds of people who are going to help you upgrade your life. Absolutely. We both know that. Yeah, you know? 100%. Yeah. And, and I guess the last thing I want to close with is that Mike and I are both grid certified agent investors, meaning mm -hmm. that we're not just agents. We are also highly specialized to be able to help people who are interested in investing. Because a lot of the times when you're looking for help, most agents uh, are very specialized in what they do. And for most of the time, that's just regular residential purchases. That, and, and there's a level of knowledge that is missing that you go to them thinking that they're going to be your trusted advisor and they're doing their best, but they just lack the tools to really support you when it comes to investing. Uh, Mike and I know how to do that. And if you are an agent out there who would like to become grid certified, reach out to us. We have some links and codes to help you get started on that journey as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike, anything, any last shout outs before we go? Just because this is Hello Haymarket, I should say I have two friends who house hack in Haymarket. It's a, it's a great market to do it in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, all right. You're going to rent out the basement? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike, thank you for jumping, yep. on, jumping on today yep. and uh, hopefully have you back again. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, thank you. That was easy. Is that all right? Yeah, that was great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How'd you feel? I feel I feel good, you know. That's my first. That was my <laughs> first time, yeah. you know, ever. I mean, you were great. Thank so you. I appreciate. The thing that. about this is, out of all the content we produce, this is hundred hands down. The